Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Jason, did you know that Budget Blinds is the place for people to go to for the signature series shades? All hail our robot shade overlords. Look, there are many, many reasons why you should start looking at the smart home features, but mostly because it's cool. I got to say, look, I recently got a somewhat smart home thing in my house, and I was highly skeptical, like, in the process and have delayed and kind of acted like the technology-phobic old man that I'm probably getting closer to being every day. (laughs) But I got to say, this smart home stuff is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And I got to say, the ability to raise and lower, open and close, program your shades to do that stuff, to save energy, to increase the security in your home, to do all the things you want to do. Make things safer for your children and pets. Right. Absolutely fantastic as, as an idea. I get it. I get it now in a way that I didn't get it before. So I'm going to say this with all sincerity. All hail those robot shade overlords. There you go. So if you are ready to make your home a smart home, head on over to our good friends, Budget Blinds of Lee Summit, right in downtown, the heart of our community. Today's episode is also brought to you by Feed Lee Summit. Hey, Jason, pre-COVID world, 6 to 8% of Lee Summit residents were food insecure. I thought, I thought that world started like at Mar- on March 15th. Well, you know. No, the world ended on March 15th, and we're now picking up the pieces. Right, 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 right. Well, that's 6 to 8%. That equates to more than 6,000 men, women, and children in the Lee Summit community. And in this COVID pandemic area, the food needs have only continued to grow for Lee Summit families and senior citizens. That is true. Responding to this need are the good folks at Sunrise Rotary. They are sponsoring their second annual Feed Lee Summit event, November 12th at 7 p.m. It's going to be a virtual event this year because COVID ruins everything, but it's going to be a great event anyway. They have a goal this year. It's a very aggressive goal of raising $100,000 to support those with food insecurity here in Lee Summit. And they think they can do this aggressive goal with your support. And who will this, who will this benefit, you might ask? Let me tell you, it's going to the benefit. Big four. The, the big, big four. four. Lee Summit Social Services, Cold Water of Lee Summit, One Good Meal, and Meals on Wheels. You got it. Feed Summit. Feed Lee Summit started as empty bowls, which collected uh, more than a quarter million dollars over its uh, years for our non-profit food providers here in the Lee Summit community. Last year, Feed Lee Summit, a little bit of a change in how it was structured and what it was doing, their first event raised $40,000. So they're setting the bar high this year, but we think we can get there. And they can meet that goal with your help. So join us for this important event on Thursday, November 12th. See feedls.org for more details and to register. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who throws podcast segues around like Pat Mahomes. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. That is inaccurate. Unlike Patrick Mahomes. Unlike Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that is inaccurate. <laughs> Most of your segues are like, oh, overthrew it. Right to the ground. There they go. <laughs> That's like past chief quarterbacks. not Right, the right, right. Yeah. All right. Link to Lee Summit is, as always, the, the source for all the news you need about our very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is the Stress Insomnia Vortex, into which, sadly, 
I am currently following. So, and apparently it's been, it's a, it's been it's, a hard it's, week. It's, it's, uh, it's affected your ability to say complete sentences. Yeah, we'll blame that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jason, uh, light week. There's not a ton going on. At, so I, instead of really stretching out topics that are, that are happening around town into bigger things than they need to be, I thought we'd, uh, I thought we'd do what we used to do. And we'd go talk to somebody from the community and, and catch up on some things that are going on and, and maybe pass a little information. We brought back for his second appearance, uh, Seth Moses, live branch manager and librarian from the local Mid-Continent Public Library. He's going to tell us a little bit about the new branch, the new East Branch over off the highway and, and when to expect some of the other construction projects to finish. And, and we'll just chat a little bit about reading. And, and are you ready for this, Jason? It's National Library Card Sign-Up Month, so he's going to tell is. you how to sign up for your library card if you don't have one. As it turns out, it's really easy to do it. It's super easy. Um, there you are. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go to our interview with Seth Moses. We are here with Seth Moses, the branch manager for the East Lee Summit branch of the Mid-Continent Public Library. Seth, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We are awesome. It is great to be able to talk to you again. I'm excited. This is my first view inside the new branch. Right there, <laughs> Although, your it's office. Not, it's not <laughs> exactly <laughs> the most exciting view of like white walls and a brown door, but hey, you know, we're not allowed to go touch the books yet. So this, I suppose don't tease us with them. That's, that's is this the first uh, video tour of the new branch? <laughs> um, publicly, I'd say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a very short tour. Here's a wall. Here's a wall with some stuff on it. And there's a door. A link to Lee Summit exclusive video, folks. <laughs> exclusive video. <laughs> the Welcome, Seth. Welcome Thank back. You. Thank you. This is visit number two. Yeah. Yes. So it's been a bit. We had you on, I think, early on in our, in our show's history. And, and here we, we brought you back. So we wanted to check in because, like, the library is obviously something that is – um, has been impacted by mm -hmm. COVID, which has ruined everything. Uh, yes. and, uh, and, and you guys were like fully closed for a while and then only open for uh, drive up, uh, drop off hold service there. Mm -hmm. Where are you, how, what does the library look like today? Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, it, was, it was really interesting for me and my team because uh, this, this whole thing kind of came to a head when right in the middle of us packing up Colburn to, to kind of move things over here. Uh, and so uh, we wrapped that up and then we were closed for a couple months uh, in, until we sort of had enough information to, to reopen things safely. Uh, and what that, what that looks like for us is uh, we've, uh, we've started to focus on uh, a couple of key services um, and rolling those back out uh, in a, in a sort of high quality service mindset. Uh, and then we wanted to focus on some of the services that were going to be very relevant in, uh, this new environment that's presented to us now. So, um, we're, we're doing curbside, uh, and drive-through the, the Eastleigh Summit branch has a drive up window, which is, which is great. A lot of, a lot of fun to work at. I've never seen a drive-through at a library before. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. It is. It's. Uh, the, I, I wish we had an intercom and you pulled up and it would <laughs> be like, welcome to the library. How can I take your order? We keep it simple. You pull up to the window. Uh, we, we have you verify your name. 
we, we grab your stuff and, and off you go. Um, people can still give us a call. Like if you're like, man, I, I just really want to browse books. Um, we've, we've got the books closed off still. Uh, but one thing that, that librarians love to do and really excel at is, is uh, helping people find stuff to read. Uh, so we, uh, we're happy to have a phone conversation with you about like, what sort of stuff do you like? And from there, we'll, we'll find a handful of things that, that you can come pick up and, uh, and try out. Uh, and the great thing about that is if you hate them, you can call me back and be like, ah, oh, these were terrible. You did a terrible <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's something I'd never think about because I do go through that every once in a while where I like to read series usually, and then I'll finish a series. I'm like, wow, what am I going to do next? And I never think to just, you know, go grab the librarian and, and Hey, I like these kind of things. Find, help me find something. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we love to do that. Um, it's, it's kind of a really rewarding interaction in that, you know, you, you open somebody up to, to new, new things to read, uh, or experience even. Um, and we, we, we love the feedback too, because whether it's like, these were no good for me, or hey, these were perfect, what else you got? Uh, it gives us something else to kind of go on. Uh, it, it, inside the building right now, um, anybody is more than welcome to come in. Uh, we're, we're focused on sort of technology services right now, uh, computer access, printing, uh, with the idea that those things are going to be needed for people to, to, to try to find work in the wake of, uh, of, of the, the pandemic. Um, but, uh, you know, at times there's not a lot of people in here. We have the capacity to, to help you with stuff in person too. So you could come by and be like, I need books. And we we're more than happy to, to pull some stuff off the shelf for you too. Have you noticed an increase in, in traffic for the, like the computers and the technology stuff? Um, is that something you've seen, you've seen more of, like, like you said, as people are affected by the pandemic and, and that, you know, the job market is crazy right now. Um, have you seen an increase in that, in that use? There, so I, I'll say this, there's a, there's a definite demand for it. We do see people come in, uh, use the computers and uh, I mean, that's what they're doing. They're, they're trying to take care of, uh, you know, some kind of personal business or they're, they're applying for work, trying to, uh, you know, trying to, trying to get a job. Uh, it, it, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's increased. <laughs> uh, I, I think a lot of people, especially with this Eastley Summit branch, uh, a lot of folks might not even be aware that we're open right now. Uh, we didn't get to do kind of our thing where we do our big grand opening. Right. So we've, we, and, and I think too, like the, I think a, a lot of people might still be kind of staying home, staying out of public spaces uh, for now. So we've, so we've actually seen a downturn in terms of use, um, but the, the things we are focusing on do seem to be uh, pretty big needs right now in the community. Is there a little, uh, is there a little bitterness on, on you and the staff's part about, hey, we built this awesome new thing after an election and um, we can't brag about it yet? I, you know, I don't, I, I wouldn't say bitter. We're, we're, all, <laughs> we're, we're all kind of really like excited to, to be able to open this building up to everyone, uh, including, uh, including our collections for people to kind of walk through, take a look at, browse. Um, it's, it's a beautiful building. Um, it's got really wonderful landscaping, a lot of natural light inside here. Um, we've got indoor and outdoor spaces. Uh, so on a nice fall day, you can kind of hang out on the patio, read for a little bit. 
Um, we've got meeting rooms and study rooms too, which we, we can't make available, um, which, which is something, you know, being over at, at Colburn, something the community definitely needed too. Amen to that. You know, we so see a lot. Like, of, so Seth, yeah. how, how can they tell that the building is a library? That's a very important <laughs> <laughs> Well, our, our hope is if, if you've driven down 50 Highway lately, <laughs> over on the southeast side of town, over by Lee Summit Medical Center, you may have, may have noticed our building has uh, the word library in, in giant 10 foot letters <laughs> <laughs> on the south side of the building. It is, um, it is very noticeable, when you, especially when you drive by at night it, it, and it, it has its lights on and it's glowing and you're like, it's library, you know, it jumps right out at you as you drive by. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the, um, the, the changing in branches. Obviously, uh, a couple of years ago, we, we voted for the, uh, the increase in the library levy with the eye toward um, significant rehabbing and expanding of library services and access throughout the, throughout the whole service area, which covers a lot of space. But focusing in on Lee Summit, um, you talked about it already a little bit. The, the Colburn branch, uh, which you, you were the branch manager for, I guess it might technically still be the branch manager for, just it's not a branch at the moment, um, has closed. Um, the, the East branch is open. So when, and obviously ballpark construction timelines, winter weather, yada, yada, COVID. when are we aiming at, uh, at COVID, uh, when are we aiming at the Colburn branch reopening and then where, where are we going from there? We're, uh, we're looking for the construction on Colburn to be finished in the spring of, uh, of this next year of 2021, uh, and then, uh, reopen sometime. Uh, shortly after that, so uh, it's 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 a pretty short turnaround from where we are right now. <laughs> a year definitely seemed like a longer amount of time uh, back in March, but uh, but yeah, we're we're well, now March seems like fifteen years ago, so. <laughs> or yesterday. I don't know which. <laughs> time has done funny things. Um, if you if you've driven by Colburn lately, you'll notice it's it's starting to look like a building again. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm watching it. I'm watching it very very closely as I as I commute to and from work on a regular basis. I, I keep track of where what's what's going on today. Yes, so I'm very very excited about that one being my home branch. Okay, so then when that one opens, we're not done here in Lee Summit with uh, library changes, correct? That's correct. Um, we're we're not fully done. So, the the first step was to open this uh, this new branch, Eastley Summit, uh, so that when we were doing renovations at our other two locations uh, here in town, we we wouldn't have to go down to one point of service. Um, the the two branches here in Lee Summit, out of uh, all thirty two of Midcontinent Public Library's locations, uh, are typically the the busiest. Uh, and so trying to, trying to funnel that down to one point of service was going to be uh, more than likely really frustrating <laughs> for, uh, for both our customers and our staff. And so we wanted to do every, everything we could to make sure that we weren't putting a whole lot of traffic on, on one location. So we build the new branch here. Uh, the next step is to uh, completely overhaul Colburn, uh, which, we're, which we're in the middle of. Uh, and once that's finished, uh, the Lee Summit branch over on Oldham Parkway will be uh, renovated as well. 
So that's a that's a like that's like five years of library work. I mean that we're talking about over this period <laughs> of time. Build the new one, rehab the well, actually tear down and rebuild the the Colburn mm -hmm. branch, and then a a re a remodel. We're not we're not talking about a tear down and rebuild of the Lee Summit branch, are we? Or are we just looking at the the original the current remodel plan? So um, to to be honest, uh, the decisions around that haven't totally been made yet. We're still kind of exploring options and. And, and what that might look like. Um, like like with Colburn, the decision to, to raise the old building and, and rebuild a new um, was, was based on a number of factors. Uh, and, and one of those was cost. So uh, we kind of did a little, uh, a little calculus with our uh, contractors and uh, sort of the, the price of a, a major renovation of the, ex of, of the existing building would, would have only been about $200,000 cheaper than uh, a tear down and complete rebuild. Um, and, and one thing that, uh, that they've, they've sort of stressed on us is that, uh, you know, when you get into a renovation of an existing space, it's, uh, th there's some costs that you're going to run into that you didn't anticipate. And so the overall, uh, sense of things was that, uh, the, the, wisest course of action would be the the tear down and rebuild excellent that's a bit of a rambling <laughs> no it's fine no i mean and we we actually nick and i talked about that um because it came through planning commission back in the day when i was still on it and we we had talked about it on this show that that was the the conversation that had been there so um we no, that's fine. So basically, it's TBD on what the final picture of Lee Summit Branch will look like. So, which is, is fair. You know, aside from the the construction and the renovation stuff, you know, and you and you said we still can't go in and you know pull books off the shelves ourselves and stuff. What have you done with all of your your programming things too? As you've you tried to you know still offer things to the community, but you're you're not wide open right now. Right. Uh, and, and for a while there with, you know, the restriction on like gatherings, it would have been uh, impossible for us to, to, to run an event like, like what we normally would. Um, and so for, for now, we've stopped all of our events, uh, at, least, at least in our physical spaces. Uh, and in place of that, we've been trying to do uh, more uh, virtual events. Um, so we've, we've taken our, our story times for, for kids. Uh, we've moved those to uh, to, a, to a virtual environment. Uh, they get kind of broadcast on uh, the, what we call the MCP 360 Facebook page. <laughs> so uh, we've, we've got a schedule up on the website uh, of, of different times where we're offering uh, story time for kids. Uh, we've also been, uh, you know, trying to do the occasional uh, event outside of uh, early literacy efforts that we make. And uh, there's, there's some exciting things happening there too. Um, we, in, in September every year, we do a, a veteran salute. It's a big, big event for the, the entire Mid-Continent Public Library system. Uh, this year made that kind of difficult. And so we've, we've moved a lot of that content online as well. How, how tough of a shift was that for you to kind of, and, and, and I, I mean you collectively, um, did, to try to make all of that, the, those things work through, through video? <laughs> um, luckily, this, this, is, this is the responsibility of other better people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
who uh, uh, who make it look easy. I think um, so. I'm I'm sure there was a lot of uh, logistical difficulty figuring out how is this going to work? How are we going to do this? Uh, but our our folks in our community programming department uh, at, at our centralized uh, headquarters location, uh, I think have done a great job figuring all this out. Um, and, and I should say too, like our, our, our story time librarians that, that we're doing these in the building, uh, they are actually the ones doing these virtually as well. So uh, parts of our team here have, have adapted uh, very well, I think. Um, I've, I've been thoroughly impressed with what we've been able to do in such a short amount. You know, another thing, and, and, and I, I kind of wanted to get to this because it is um, National Sign Up for Your Library Card Month right it now in, in September. Um, Maybe a good idea to remind people you, your card is still good. You could, there are still things you can do, even maybe you're not going into the library. Um, so, so why is it important, Seth? Why should people have their card? Uh, well, if you ask me, uh, of course, I'm going to say it's important. Other, other, than it's, other than it means you're a superhero, right? It's like a superhero business card to have your library exactly. card. Um, there's, but it, it, I think it really depends on the individual. Like there's, there's, a, there's a lot of services your library offers. And uh, I, I would even go as far to say that we, no matter who you are, we have something for you, right? Uh, so if you love to read, there's obviously our collection of books. Uh, if you love to read, but you're not too keen on going out right now, uh, we've got downloadable books. Uh, and that includes audiobooks that you can listen to in the car, uh, which I've recently uh, taken more of a, a, a shine to than, than I had previously. So uh, <laughs> the, the pandemic has, has led to a lot of discoveries. I think they're dangerous. <laughs> you don't need the distraction right? well a I, I can't pay attention if i if i'm like trying to do it while i work or do something else then i'm not either not paying attention to the book or i'm not paying attention to the other things i'm supposed to be doing and then even i will say this here's here's an embarrassing story my wife and i once had an audiobook going while on a road trip we missed three exits <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Oh, right. that's, a, that's, a, that's an ad for that audio book. That's what that was. Well, and I think what that tells you is the importance, if ever doing an audio book, the importance of finding the right narrator. <laughs> yes. That, yeah, so apparently you needed a slightly lower quality one. Right. We, where you were going. I, I wish it had been read by Jason Norbury, and then I never would have missed an exit. Yeah. Well, you might have fallen asleep instead. So <laughs> the dangers would be different. The dangers would be different. <laughs> So can you, all right, so you, you, you can go in the library, mm -hmm. but do you have you to in order to get a library card? You don't. Um, you can actually sign up online through our website, uh, mymcpl.org. Uh, it, it's, it's a fairly painless process. We ask you for some information. You fill out a little form online. Uh, we shoot you an email. You verify your email address, and uh, then we send you a, a library card number. Uh, and then within a couple of weeks, you'll get your physical library card in the mail. What do you need to qualify? What says you can get a, an MCPL library Metro born card? citizens over the age of 35. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong fall event. I apologize. I apologize. So you, you do have to, uh, there, there's a couple different things. You either have to live in our, our service area. So our, our taxing jurisdiction, which covers, uh, Platt, Clay, and most of Jackson County, uh, at least the part of Jackson County that's not covered by Kansas City Public Library. 
and uh, you're, you'd be eligible for a card. So if you if you live uh, live in one of those areas, you you can get a card. Uh, the other thing is uh, public libraries typically have what we call reciprocal agreements with with libraries kind of nearby. So if you live in Cass County down south, um, we've got a reciprocal agreement with with their public library. So people that live in Cass County can get a card with us. People that live here can get a Cass County public library card as well. Uh, so so kind of surrounding our library district, there's a lot of those reciprocal agreements uh, as well. Uh, and then if you don't live uh, in, in Jackson, Clare, Platte County, but you work in those counties, uh, you can get a card for, for that reason too. Awesome. Well, now it's time to now it's time to put you on the spot. I already gave my embarrassing story of this of this episode. Uh, Seth, what are you reading? Uh, I'm reading, and I you're not putting me on the spot. I came prepared for this part. <laughs> uh, we're we're coming up on fall, so I've been reading a lot of uh, a lot of spooky, kind of creepy things. Um, I mean, are we talking like politics? Or are we talking like horror? <laughs> it's, it's Is there a current. difference? <laughs> no, it's uh, just just sort of uh, sort of uh, some some horror stuff. Do you do you want me to talk about a few of the things? Sure. Yes. Cool. Um, well, what should we start with here? I'm going to start with with this one. Uh, so this is Wonderland, and it's written by Zoya Stage. And uh, you know, a lot of my staff really liked her first book, which was called uh, Baby Teeth. Um, I could not read that one because the title sounds. Yeah, I'm already. I was already kind of put off by that. <laughs> See? See? No, I guess if it's going to be horror, creepy stuff, then starting with baby teeth is probably one that would do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was a little too much for me. Uh, this one's this one I found to be a little a, a little more accessible for my own kind of taste here, but. Uh, it's about a family. They moved to a, a rural farmhouse in, in New York. Um, and then all this creepy stuff starts to happen. So the, the house, the land, it, it starts calling, calling to this family. Uh, the trees, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty creepy read. Uh, and if you, if you like stuff that has like a strong sense of place, that's a little bit atmospheric, uh, this one meets that. <laughs> to a T. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty creepy. If you've ever been in the woods at night, uh, you'll, you'll recognize <laughs> in this book. And now the question is, Seth, are you going to be able to go in the woods in the, at night in the future after reading this book? <laughs> not, not at all. Luckily, all the trees here at the branch are, are smaller because they're new. Uh, so <laughs> nothing creepy happening over here. Walk, it's like, just walk the perimeter before you come, before you close up at night. I said, no, no. <laughs> Not without floodlights <laughs> or the giant library sign. The giant library sign will keep you safe. <laughs> so I also kind of dove into a couple of eBooks recently too. Um, and to facilitate that, I've got a clipboard with, with pictures on it. Uh, but the, one of the things I read, uh, it's called Alice isn't dead. So uh, it's about uh, a married couple, uh, one uh, presumed dead, been missing for a long time. Uh, but her wife spots her on uh, in the background of a news report, which sets off a chain of events, uh, including uh, sort of a creepy, creepy truck driving road trip uh, with probably audiobooks and three missed exits. 
Uh, <laughs> no, is, not again. <laughs> this is another one that is that is very creepy, very menacing. Uh, but also, who who doesn't like a road trip? You know, I'm sensing a theme in your in your book taste. <laughs> Well, he said he was reading creepy stuff for the fall. It's it's fall. Um, And then, if you're not totally exhausted uh, by sort of the current state of the world, there's uh, Chuck Wendig's Wonders, which that that is that is on my to read list. Ah, well, you're you're in for a a pretty fun read. It's it's uh, it's actually about a pandemic. Fun. Oh, okay. Is it also about a day that never ended? (laughs) It's a very long book. (laughs) So uh, it it sometimes might feel like that. Um, The the plot kind of concerns, uh, you know, there's this pandemic. Uh, It's it's set kind of across the country, but a lot of it takes place in rural Pennsylvania. Uh, But all these people kind of start sleepwalking away from their, their, their families, their homes. Uh, and sort of uh, just just walking. They're they're non-responsive. They're kind of just just walking straight ahead uh, for miles and miles on end. Um, it, it's a fun read. It's as as big as the book is. It it flies by. It's really fast paced, um, really suspenseful, uh, and and it's it's a very thought provoking read as well. Now, I, here's my question. And Jason, you, know, you and I have talked about a lot of things, Jason, because we're, we're pretty close friends, but I don't know if I've ever asked you this question. Seth, uh, you're reading, you just mentioned three books. Can you really read three at once? I have a hard time with multiple books. And, and some of that is my binge reading personality. Like if it's a good book, I just want to get through the whole story. Can, do, you have a, do you do that often, multiple books at once? Um, it, it depends. Uh, sometimes I do. Um, but I, I think I'm a little like you too. If I get really into one book, I will, I will read that kind of all the way through. Um, sometimes if it's, if it's something that's really heavy or really long, I have to kind of mix it up and throw some other stuff in there. Uh, but then there's also like no guarantee that I'm not going to confuse the <laughs> lots. Of the Which is why the, oh, you don't do, I, I can do it. I can do like a fiction, nonfiction mix. Right. No. If it's nonfiction, I can, I can. You know, pick it up, put but, it down, and kind of yeah, come back I'm, to I'm it. I'm kind but. of a I'm a one fiction at a time, unless I'm unless I have to take a break, like you were talking about. Like a, I've got to like stop and get away from it. For, like I think I would have to do that with some of those uh, those creepy books you were mentioning. I might have to like go look. I got to put that down. Couldn't read it after like nine o'clock at night. Don't think I'd want to do that. <laughs> I'd be like that's only daytime when it's not spooky out. No, no reading it while you're while you're out in the woods. Right. Only, only, uh, only epic fantasy late before I go to sleep or something. So that's, that's where we are. All the time for spooky stuff. Well, you know, I, I mean, hey, look, if you were reading books about pumpkin spice, I'd be way more critical. <laughs> I have to admit. So. Well, he's not, he's not a basic librarian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, do you, are you going to follow the seasons? So after, after October, are you going to shift into Christmas themed reading material? Uh, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's hard to tell at this point. I kind of, I kind of just pick. <laughs> whatever is interesting at the time. Well, it's not like there's a shortage of books, so you have choices. Right. You'll, you'll never get through everything on your to-be-read pile. I would imagine that uh, because you're a librarian, because you work with all sorts of other librarians, that the, the lists are never short of, of 
things I want to read or things I've been recommended to read. There's, there's always a list that you can go to. Now, I've noticed this, that the MCPL website, if your account, you can put a to-read list. How long is Seth's to-read list on, on his MCPL account? Oh, wow. Um, I'm, I'm not very good at maintaining that. So it's, it's mostly just... Oh, it never goes away. <laughs> so right now there might be like a couple hundred things on there, but I may have read like 20 or 30 of them. Okay, so but a pretty sizable one. I need to go. I haven't. I haven't found that list. But I usually use the Libby app. Is that on the Libby app? Uh, so there, there's kind of a different thing through Libby. You can you can you can make lists with Libby too, kind of separate from your your library lists. Um, we're we're all about options. So giving <laughs> like whatever option is going to work best for them is uh, is is something that we kind of strive for. So. I have become a huge fan of that that Libby app for for reading since it since it came out. That's probably where I do ninety eight percent of my reading. Oh, it's great! And when it when it came out, uh, a lot of us got really really excited about it. Um, I, I I don't know how many people remember this, but librarians remember. So when we first started doing eBooks, uh, because of some of the licensing uh, with publishers and just because some of the technology around it, there used to be like. 12 to 20 steps that you'd have to take to download an ebook. Right. Uh, Libby makes that a whole lot easier. It's about three steps now. Right. right. It's excellent. And, and I have to say, I mean, I've had a couple of uh, new books that have been out, like the day they were released, they popped into my Libby because I had put a hold on them. So the, 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 uh, the speed, not only to, to, uh, to get the book downloaded, but to actually get to get the book can be pretty quick. So that was excellent. Helpful pro tip, make sure your notifications are turned on or it will go into your loan and you won't notice it. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us. <laughs> well, Seth, I appreciate you coming back on and, and chatting with us a little bit about what, what's happening with the, the libraries here in town and, and, and what, what all's going on and, and even talking a little bit about, about what you're reading. Um, maybe, should I, maybe I should ask Jason. Jason, what are you reading? Uh, I am now reading the sixth book in the Spellslinger uh, series uh, that that I found at random, and and it's a great. It's a it's essentially it's a western, um, but set with like magic and uh, a lot of Middle Eastern uh, thematic elements. I guess is the best way to put it. That's where then I just finished the re my my reread for the first time in thirty years of Dune. Wow. Are you excited about the movie? I am super. I love the director. Uh, Villeneuve is, is, I mean, like, I don't think you could get me excited about going to a movie theater right now, but he, that, like, the, <laughs> the stuff I saw, I'm like, oh, I may have to think about going to one again here just to see that on the giant screen. The like trailer looks really good. Yeah, it looks really good. I just picked up a, a random, uh, I'm going to get his name wrong, Brad Meltzer. He's, it's historical fiction. Yeah, he's had a couple of TV shows too. Uh, I, I actually just it was one of the suggested from the homepage on the Libby app, and I just went okay. <laughs> um, I'm only like, is that count as a librarian suggestion or is that algorithm? Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. Is there like is there like a librarian in there that's like picking books for people and throwing around? Just to, there's, there's gotta be an algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> so they're better yeah. algorithms than the than the ones we get on the computers, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, we we do uh, we do some recommendations and lists through Libby. Uh, uh, in fact, quite a bit, and they change pretty frequently. Uh, but some of it is an algorithm too. There was a historical fiction section, and I just I, I had read one or two of his books before, and so I said, "Okay, I'll do a new one." And so far, so far, it's pretty good. It's interesting. Cool. 
Well, awesome. Seth, thank you very much. Uh, thanks again for, for stepping in with us and taking a little bit of time out of your day and giving us the view of two walls at the new East Branch. Yes. A, 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 a link, at least some a town hall exclusive of two walls and a painting. <laughs> so when we're open for realties, we're going to come out with a camera and we'll get a, we'll, we'll have you give us a, a real tour of, of the new place. Please do anytime. And you know, you're, you're all welcome to come by now. Just a lot of, a lot of caution tape up. Yeah, I don't know if I want to take a pictures of caution tape. That seems weird. Uh, I don't know that I could, I could, I could hold back and not go touch all of the books. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you very much, Seth. That'll wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time.